Hi, I'm Lori Jones, President and CEO of Avisec Communications and host of the Integrate and Ignite Marketing Podcast. Join me and my guests, some of the world's top innovators, disruptors, and visionaries as we explore bold and brave marketing strategies for scaling and growing your brand. Lisa Adams is a passionate individual with a keen interest in artificial intelligence. Over the past few months, Lisa has witnessed a rapid pace of innovation in the field of AI with new and mind-blowing advancements emerging almost daily. Recognizing the potential of AI to reshape industries, Lisa has seized the opportunity to redefine and embrace an AI in her marketing communications career. Driven by a growth mindset, Lisa believes in leveraging AI to assess and understand the changes unfolding in the world around us. She is a firm believer in the power of AI to unlock new possibilities and drive growth across industries. On this episode, Lisa drops some serious knowledge on how to prioritize your marketing strategies and navigate the world of AI. Tune in as Lisa takes us all on a deep dive into the importance of strategically prioritizing aspects like market expansion, product roadmaps, and audience segments. It's all about using a framework constructed around an evaluation criteria that helps us make informed decisions. Lisa explains how AI can supercharge personalization and automate user experiences, how we can change the narrative around AI. It's not only about efficiency, the enormous impact AI is having on marketing, how we can conquer our fears of AI replacing human roles, and how to leverage the power of personalization. It's time to embrace the digital transformation. So listeners, if you want to stay ahead in the marketing game, dive deeper into this episode on my podcast. Trust me, you don't wanna miss out on Lisa's invaluable insights. Welcome to the Integrate and Ignite podcast. I'm so excited to have Lisa Adams with us today. Welcome to the show. Hi, Lori. Nice to be here again. Well, I'm so excited. You're a familiar face, a familiar voice to our audience. Uh, you've appeared on the show a few times over the last many, many years, providing incredible insights, incredible learnings, um, so much wisdom. Before we dive into all things AI and what leading marketers need to know about it today, tell us a little bit more about your journey. Um, I've been so passionate about AI, um, especially in the most recent months with so much innovation happening. It feels like every day there's something new and exciting and mind-blowing to some people, right? But I, yeah. I just feel like in my career, it has um, really created an opportunity right. to redefine and allow people to, to, to assess what's happening and have a growth mindset in embracing AI. And in my journey, I've been doing you know, a lot of work in AI from analytics to predictive to automation. And then now with generative AI, it has taken marketing to the next level of uh, excellence. I, that's how I look at it as well. And there are a lot of naysayers out there that are talking about marketing and our field and how it's going to change it. And you and I both embrace the fact that it's going to change it in a very, very positive way. And we as marketers really need to, as you said, embrace it. And that is going to be the goal of our conversation today, why we need to embrace it, 
how you can embrace it, and then real learnings on how you can implement um, and make sure that there are the efficiencies uh, surrounding that and even communicating it to the C-suite, which isn't always easy. Um, yes. You know, there are there's a lot of information out there right now um, about, and, and this has been, you know, in, in uh, talked about for years and years and years and years, and that's the tenure of marketing leaders within an organization. Um, and this does not need to change that. It can, if adapted correctly, increase it. Yes. And I think, you know, embracing AI is one thing. Embracing it responsibly right. is another, right? And, and I think it's so critical that AI it ends up enhancing humanity mm -hmm. and, and not harming it, right? right. So in all of this excitement, we need to temper expectations, we need to temper deployments and implementations so that we are embracing it responsibly. And we could talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, I think so too. So you are in this incredible circle of CMO leadership um, and you, you know, that's something that you embrace day in and day out. What are those conversations that you're having with your peers in the marketplace? Um, you know, what are they saying about this at this stage? Yeah, you know, I, I've talked with so many, um, you know, peers, uh, marketing leaders, and we face some challenges, right? You know, although we're doing some really great work, some um, innovation is happening and, and there's a lot of development in the teams. We face some challenges, including perceptions of being tacticians mm -hmm. versus strategists. So that's one. Another challenge that we face is that, you know, when there are layoffs, marketing typically has one of the higher risks. And that's where budgets go too with agencies. That's right. That's yeah. right. Right. So it's not just the marketers, but it's the community and ecosystem that supports the marketers, right? Like the agencies. Um, you know, the, the CMO tenure is, is shorter. As you had mentioned, it's about 3.3 years, depending on which report you, you, um, you grab. But there are several reasons for those. Some of them are, you know, perceptions or mm -hmm. misconceptions, and some of them are real, right? There was a report that says that 68% of CEOs do not trust their CMOs. Ah, why? Why is that? I think it's it's largely because, and there's many reasons, right? But there are 74% of CMOs that say, or marketing leadership that say, hey, there's a mismatch between our role and how it has been defined and the expectation of the CEO. Mm -hmm. So even in the recruiting process, you know, there needs to be a mutual understanding around what is expected of the role. What are the marketing objectives that the company and the CEO wants to achieve and determine the right fit person right. for that role, right? Not all marketers are created equal. Not all CMOs and leaders in marketing are created equal. We all have different strengths and we complement our strengths by you know, hiring the right people on the team. And the CEO needs to understand that the marketers, we need to be introspective as well to, to determine, hey, am I the best fit for that, right? right? If they want someone that's super good in storytelling, am I that? Mm -hmm. If they want someone who's great in demand generation, you know, am I that person? Right. So I think that mismatch is contributing to, um, you know, the, the dissatisfaction on both sides 
And then you hence have this shorter tenure that happens in the CMO role or marketing leadership role. Do you think that most CEOs have the knowledge to equivocate that they need a demand gen uh, CMO or a branding CMO or a um, PR focused CMO? I mean, truly integrated is the best approach and a strategic CMO who can lead an integrated approach is where most, um, you know, positive effects happen or positive yeah. outcomes happen. I, I think the type of leader um, varies depending on the company, depending on the industry, and most importantly, where they are in the growth trajectory. Right. So if it's a company that's still looking for product market fit, right, that's a different kind of leader that you need for something like that. You probably don't need a CMO yet. You know, you probably just, you know, need uh, someone who's fairly strategic, who can assess product fit in the market, right? right? But as the, the company grows, you need to drive adoption. You need to create a category. Then you really need to think about, okay, what kind of CMO can bring that level of thinking to help us establish a category, define the category, get other influencers to believe in that category and ultimately drive some adoption. Right. And then past that, you're now into the growth phase, right? Okay, you've got a little bit of awareness out there in the market. You need to step up and really drive a ton of growth and storytelling and having a brand becomes more important, right? right? So that is yet a different kind of marketing leader that's needed. So I think it's an assessment of where the company is in the growth cycle. And where um, you want to go. And determine who is the right fit right. For, for the organization. We're going to talk a lot about AI here in just a minute, but I, I have another question for you. I still hear a lot of marketers talking about their entire marketing program and they know it's working, but they don't know which half of it is working. That's really hurting our cause, isn't it? With all of the data that we've got at our fingertips and now AI, you know, I, it's like, we've got to move beyond that. We've, we're better than that. That right there says we've got wasteful spending. Yeah. You know, it's interesting that you pointed that out. I, I was reading a Forbes article and um, this gentleman was asked, this gentleman was on 15 boards and 35 uh, companies that he's taken to market, right? Wow. And he was asked, um, you know, what is marketing? Hmm. And he said, well, let me turn that question around and say that marketing is what it does. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and, and in his mind and what he's seen marketing do are these tactics of events, of search, website, email, and he feels that marketing is very tactical in its approach. And mm -hmm. that's what he sees. And I, which are all good, right? You know, yeah. those are things that we need to do. But it, in, in marketing, as we all know, it's not the individual tactics. It's the combination of tactics done consistently over a span of time based on a strategy that right. says, I deeply understand the customer. I deeply understand their pain. I know how to best solve those problems. And this is what sets me apart from my competition. Mm -hmm. We're not able to holistically tie all of that together 
and show why we're doing these things, these great things on top. And what's driving those great things is a good strategy. And I think when we can articulate all that and say, all right, you can don't judge me on these little things that's being done. Judge me on the impact of the whole when done consistently and in combination. Absolutely. And being able to measure that is key and report on it. Yes. Uh, So if, if, if we're not reporting and we're not reporting regularly, then all is lost. That's right. Uh, and being at the table to help establish what reporting should look like, I think is a very, very important thing. There can be, um, you know, a board out there and, uh, you know, someone reads an article in Forbes or something else, Inc. on A, B, C, and D. And then he goes back to the board meeting and says, I want marketing to report, you know, to be reporting on this and there's no relevancy then that's not good either. So we as marketers need to get ahead of those conversations, make sure that everyone understands what is relevant and why, and then stay the course. Yeah. And, you know, there's um, a lot of tools out there that help us do that, right? You know, analytics tools and reporting, performance reporting tools, but AI (laughs) makes it so much easier to compile all that, to analyze all of that, and then ultimately distill it into something that the board understands, right? We, we can't go in there using marketing language. We have to go in there using their language. You know, That's right. marketing leaders are, you know, we are um, strategists, we are artists, we are technologists. We're mm-hmm. also linguists, right? <laughs> because we have to translate all of this marketing goodness into things that others understand. What do CMOs need to know about AI today? Uh, <laughs> loaded question, Lori. Yeah. You know, simply for me, um, and I know that there are many CMOs and marketing leaders that believe the same it's almost a career defining opportunity for us to, you know, it, it gives us an opportunity to step up strategically. Right. Um, and I, I think that's such a profound statement right now yeah. because most marketers, I think, are afraid of what they don't know regarding this. And to be able to look at it in a very, very strategic light and how it can impact, you know, we've only talked about reporting. Um, but how it can impact everything that ladders up to that is very important. Yeah, and you know, I'm not sure if it's afraid. Um, I think the marketers have it inherently in them. They're they're doing it every day, right? We've been doing it for years. It's just the publicity around it right now is bigger than it ever has been. Yes, I mean, I can't imagine doing a campaign without being strategic about who you're going to go after in what sequence in in what top use cases right those decisions have to be made and and um ai makes it a lot simpler to gather the data <laughs> you know being data driven analyze that data and take the insights and pump it into strategic making processes for what top targets do we go mm-hmm. after what use cases how do we expand into new markets? How do we position and compete in a very crowded space? What is our go-to-market strategy, right? And this data can come to us, you know, not just synthesize, 
but in real time. Right. So we can shift strategies. We can zig when the market zags and, 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 you know, develop these strategies and implement them accordingly. So I think it, it's really about elevating that strategic thinking and making people aware about the power of AI that's allowing us to do this in, in a faster manner and um, in, in a more informative manner. Right. And how let's get, let's get tactical here. How are your peers and how are you, you taking in that data and pushing it back out within a more informed decision uh, to affect the bottom line and top yeah, line growth. So let's just take a really um, basic example. <laughs> you know, there are a lot of social sentiment tools. You being in PR, mm -hmm. you're very familiar with social sentiment, right? You know, what are people saying about the company? What are mm -hmm. people saying about the products? Or in general, what are people saying about the market and their problems? We can listen to all of that. There are social listening tools out there, right? We can compile all that data, massive amounts of data. And it's not just from our digital properties. It could be on our competitor properties. It could be on the ether, right, in general. Right. Compile all of that and basically say, hey, you know, I can use um, chat um, GPT's code interpreter, yep. <laughs> right? I have massive amounts of data, shove it into code interpreter, have it analyze it by segment of the market, give me a synthesized uh, summary of sentiment by segment of the market and understand how my company or other companies are lined up against that sentiment. Right. Based on that, I can determine how to position or take advantage of an opportunity. Maybe there's an opportunity because a competitor is um, driving a promotion. How do I respond to that? Or is it one of those, oh, I shouldn't respond to that because that's in an area that I'm not trying to defend to the death, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not positioning in that space. And positioning in that space will just confuse the market. So those are the kinds of decisions that allows us to, you know, really leverage the power of AI immediately and take action almost, uh, you know, on demand or, or right now. Right. You know, it's interesting. Um, there, for a very, very long time, there was not an aggregate of, of reporting that was available to markets, to marketers, that took everything into consideration um, from programmatic to display, to social, to PR, to email, to you know, top of funnel awareness. It, and, and there are some tools out there right now, but you, know, you still have to combine a few different forces together uh, to get what you need. What we're talking about is an aggregate of strategy that really helps you build the insights that you need to be more effective with the bottom line reporting. So where, I mean, is chat GPT the answer um, to get more of that aggregation? There's so many tools out there right now, and, and this agency is using, you know, quite a few. Where do you see it going, you know, for someone to be able to just have one solution at this stage um, that can really aggregate that, that informed strategic insights so that they can push out better content or whatever it might be. 
You know, it, it, it's funny right now. Uh, people are looking for like the one tool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what is the one tool that I can use, whether it's for analytics or, or something else, right? My personal advice to people is, you know, think big, you know, think about what's possible, right? Start now, move fast. Right. Starting now means doing what you have, <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> right and, and the good news for for many is that the tools that we currently have more than likely already has ai capabilities in it it's been there for a long time for a long time right yeah. but it's now just elevated and it's being enhanced by tools out there that are for free right mm -hmm. you don't necessarily need to buy new stuff start with what you've got Ask the vendor, ask your partner, you know, what capabilities does this have? You know, if you have an idea, <laughs> maybe they already have it, right? And and there are so many plugins and APIs that if they currently don't have it, they might say, hey, but we have this plugin, mm -hmm. you know, you, you can integrate with XYZ CRM and you could dump your HubSpot information or your Salesforce information, feed it into our engine and you can achieve what you want, right? Right. So I, I my personal advice to people is don't stress. You know, the biggest thing is start. Right? right. By starting, you get comfortable, you start understanding. And when you're comfortable, then you're willing to expand a bit more, right? Start with what you've got and, and learn what it can do. And then, you know, begin to look at other tools out there as you expand your knowledge and as your, you know, what you're wanting to do is not um, uh, supported in what you have today. Right. Uh, we've talked about an AI insights strategy in relationship to uh, target segments and, and use cases, um, positioning and differentiation, which I think is incredible. Um, let's tackle about ideal regions and markets for expansion. How are you seeing teams utilize data uh, to take those sorts of um, items into consideration? Yeah, um, so this is, um, you know, it could be not just for market expansion, it's any kind of prioritization effort, right? So- It could be your product roadmap. I mean, there's so many items here. Exactly, um, it could be, you know, which use cases should we prioritize, right? right? which segments of the market should be prioritized, which audiences should be prioritized, which regions of the world should we prioritize, right? right? And, and there's almost like a framework that you could think about where you have a set of criteria. I, I, I'm doing this number, right? We're, we're on right. video where you could see like a spreadsheet, like on the left-hand side on the rows, you have the criteria. Right. And then on the columns, you have the different things that you're prioritizing. So the criteria might be, um, you know, uh, growth rate. <laughs> the other might be um, size of the market. You know? I love this. Um, yeah. Fit with current resources and competencies, right? Uh, ability to achieve our goals based on our go-to-market strategy, right? All yeah. sorts of things. And then it evaluates it against, you know, um, each of the options, whether it's, let's just say, Southeast Asia, uh, West Asia, um, you know, Western Europe, then you begin to evaluate each one of those, right? Now, 
how do you use AI? <laughs> you right. can't just fill out the spreadsheet and evaluate. You need some data <laughs> right. to see, okay, how fast is our you know, solution going to be deployed or what's the market opportunity in Southeast Asia, <laughs> right? So you can use a lot of market information um, that's available or maybe even first party information that you have based on customer surveys in that region of the world and determine, you know, growth rate, you know, uh, you know, adoption rates, you know, challenges, market opportunities. So it can help you evaluate against this this uh, set of criteria by region of the world. And Same that's how CMOs and VP of marketings keep their jobs. I mean, because the information is so much quicker and they're providing completely relevant information that that's going to make the CEO look good and and the sales team look good. The, the chief growth officer, whoever it might be. Yeah, I, I, I think it goes beyond the effect, the um, efficiency. Right. right. It goes into the strategic value of that work. Right. This is not about um, attracting customers. This is a very strategic decision around in which markets do we expand into? Right. <laughs> the, you know, like mo some people don't think about marketing in that sense. You know, they think about marketing in a sense of the website, you know, the, you know, the brand side of it all. Yeah. The collateral, you know, we're, we're great at creating collateral, but there are some that don't think about marketing as the one driving or helping get, you know, that C-suite to make decisions around how Expansion. do we expand the business? Focus, right. Yes. Where do we focus? In what areas do we defend? In what areas do we say, hey, those are more opportunistic and there are others who are better suited to serve those markets? We need to say, where we say yes and be able to say where we say no. One thing um, that goes hand in hand with this is the personalization um, that AI can provide uh, the customer experience. Yeah, I, I love, I, this is like one of my top use cases for AI, just the possibility of being to personalize mm -hmm. a service is incredible, right? Because that's almost like the holy grail for marketing. That it when, is. When we deeply understand a customer that we know exactly what it is that they're going to say is relevant, is, um, you know, uh, relevant, not just to their business, but to their personal lives. And we're talking in language that they understand and we're serving up content that captures hearts and minds, right? That is awesome because now you're truly building a relationship because you are at the same playing field as they are. You're seeing eye to eye. You're talking the same language and, and you can make this relationship building go faster. Right. So when, when I think about the possibilities for um, personalized services in AI, with AI, the most basic example would be like, you know, in the travel industry. <laughs> Right. Think about what you have to do today to set up, um, you know, to go some a trip. Right. A, right. A tri right? You, you got to figure out, OK, where do I want to go? What does the itinerary look like for the week or for the month? I have to book my hotel, my flights, my car. And in each one of these cities around the world, I need to book some tickets for 
concerts, excursions, attractions, and whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. You can imagine the number of Google searches that someone has to do to do yep. that, right? So, okay, just open our minds. Let's just pretend. Imagine. <laughs> where, are we go- where are we going, here? Lisa? <laughs> huh? Where are we going? Where are we going? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> imagine the world where, okay, Lori, you and I are going to go to Africa, right? We're, we're, we're going to have a combination, like a safari, a cultural trip. We want to meet some people. Um, we we also want to see the sites, all sorts of things, right? High tea, high tea. Yeah. South Africa. <laughs> High tea, right? You know, yeah. uh, maybe a glass of wine while you're doing a safari um, during sunset. So you say, you know, I'll just, we'll just say it's Expedia, right? We go to Expedia and we say, you know, we want an adventure travel um, itinerary for two weeks in Africa. Here are generally what we like to do, what we just said, mm-hmm. right? Um, suggest an itinerary for two people, moderately priced. Uh, between luxury and rustic, you know, you, you can yeah. have a number of specifications, right? And out pops up an itinerary for two weeks, right? You know, like day one, here's where you're going. Uh, here's recommendations for lodging. Here's recommendations for where you should eat. Oh, and by the way, there's this great whitewater rafting trip on the Zambezi, mm-hmm. you know, all sorts of things, right? And you're like, oh, that's awesome. However, I want to change these things over here. So you make some changes and you're like, okay, I love it. Now book this thing. Right. You book this thing, your flights, your hotel, your everything, right? That's a whole different kind of experience than what we have to do today. Yeah. It's so. And it's a fraction of the time as well. I mean, we can do that sort of thing through chat GPT. I was talking to someone last week who... Um, has a they're going to you know for a weekend trip i think to dallas or something like that and he prompted chat chat gpt to give him an an itinerary of things he needed to do with you know five little areas that he liked and (laughs) out came you know so it it, it's going to be interesting how brands like expedia just to stay with that example begin to customize the experience in a far more proactive way um, and how that turns into revenue streams for them um, based on sponsorships or, you know, impressions, you know, for the hotel or, you know, the the raft company, whatever it might be. It's it's it really is very, very interesting. Um, quickness is key. We just went on a trip to Ireland for a couple of weeks, have a lot of family over there and the experience within um, the online booking company that we use for a lot of uh, the trip was horrible. And um, it's going to be really nice to see how chat or or how AI rather can really increase that experience and strengthen it. Yeah. And, you know, I use that example because everybody can relate to it, right? But yeah. there's so many examples in B2B, you know, in B2B yep. tech, if you're wanting project management software, right? Yeah. Or collaboration software within your team of 25 people, you might say, okay, I want collaboration software. Uh, I'm going to use it to project manage um, you know, marketing initiatives or marketing right. campaigns. I have 25 people. Here's my budget. I want it fully automated. I want um, reporting at the end, you know, suggest, right? <laughs> the, you know, 
what would you offer to me, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, the SaaS company could basically say, all right, here, here's what I would suggest. Oh, and by the way, I can do a personalized demo for you now if you're interested, or we can schedule it. And that whole process of onboarding could happen right there and then right. with training. And then it, it, you know, set up a meeting with the team to understand how it's going to flow. So you can see how it not only personalizes that experience, but it accelerates the adoption and ultimately revenue for the business. Well, it's at this point, we're moving in from experience to um, the customer conversion acceleration. Um, that is, again, where the rubber meets the road in, uh, in, in, you know, in, in, the, regarding the importance of AI and a quicker acceleration uh, to revenue. Yep, uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, and it's not just for existing customers, it's not just for new customers, right? It's even existing customers that you're trying to do uh, process. Yeah. You know, think about the power of being able to, Amazon already does this, right? You know, when you go to, to Amazon, you, there are some recommendations of products because mm -hmm. you've looked at them before, but you didn't buy it, right? You know, right. all sorts of things, but this could be prolific, right? You, know, right. you, can, you can look at um, usage patterns, features that they use, features that they don't use, right? You know, who are they sharing information with? What what things are they sharing? And based on those patterns, you can suggest right. <laughs> products that they, they might want to use, right? You might suggest tips for um, getting them to adopt more of a feature or use something that they haven't used before. And that just allows you to really increase the value of that transaction if they ultimately decide, hey, I want some of that. I didn't know right. that you could do that, right? So- and I think e-commerce is an excellent example of a lot of this and how it's all working in a very, very proactive way. Um, but AI should be increasing ROI. Uh, it should be accelerating growth if implemented correctly. Are, how advanced are CMOs out there right now to be incorporating all this detail to actually be able to include it in reporting uh, to the C-suite? Um, it, it varies, right? Yeah. You know, and I certainly don't see what everybody's doing, but you know, I have a lot of tentacles in the market with, with my peers and also with the clients that I help with. Um, it, the, the level of adoption of AI varies quite wide, widely. Right. <laughs> and right. widely. Uh, there are those who are primarily using it for content creation, you know, mm -hmm. for social posts, um, maybe for SEO, uh, doing a little bit of um, using it for ads and creation of graphics, mm -hmm. right? For versioning, editing, versioning, versioning, yeah, yeah. Or brainstorming, you know, right. they use it for brainstorming to get started, right? And and there are those that are like on the here's what's possible. Right. <laughs> and, and they're collaborating with, with some of the top AI vendors out there, really thinking about redefining what customer experience looks like, like the ones that you and I have, right. have um, kind of envisioned, right? I'm sure that there's something like that already being, you know, um, deployed in a pilot phase, mm -hmm. right? But the, the challenge with those bigger 
vision kinds of scenarios is um, it's not just about innovating for the sake of innovating. Right. We really need to think about responsible AI from those perspectives, right? Because in that Africa adventure travel example that we just um, that we're gonna that we're gonna do that that we're going to do, yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Like you know, you are basically saying, "All right, you know, here's my credit card." Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but There's a lot of trust that goes into that. Yeah, a lot goes into that, right? You know, uh, privacy. Um, ethics, um, any kind of, we need to ensure that, you know, it's fair, equal, and bias is is not all into that. There's also an ecosystem that needs to be considered, right? Mm -hmm. Whoever owns that first touch that actually orchestrates this whole thing is in a position of power. Right. And is everybody (laughs) in that journey okay with that, right? That we're we're just going to line up and have this company that's in that first position that delivers that whole experience be in a position of power. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, there's a lot of considerations, I think, beyond what's possible with technology. I think we really need to look at the ecosystem. We need to look at the ethics, um, responsible AI. Is this something that is, you know, um, taking into consideration social and environmental well-being of people and those kinds of things, right? Mm-hmm. So, right. anyway, I yeah, I get so excited about what I know. Possible, it's, it's and then such, these other things temper I, me. And and I think uh, you're such a perfect person for this discussion um, because you are one of the most innovative people I know. And when you've got that mindset of always, you know, of exploration. Um, that's where I think a lot of great uh, AI utilized strategies and deployment um, will will happen. Let's talk as we close out the interview here. I, I want to give you um, I tell you a story about a meeting I was in recently, and one of the big misperceptions I believe about AI. Uh, executive roundtable, CFO is sitting at the table and he's just going through a budget approvals uh, for their next fiscal year. And the marketing team wanted to hire another um, FTE to help with many of the different, more tactical deliverables for sure, but lots of different elements involved in in ultimately the JD that they were gonna push out. And during that meeting, this CFO got a hold of their uh, BP Accoms and said, I'm not approving this, AI can take care of it. And that I think is what people are afraid of. And that mindset of, and and really the infancy um, and the neophyte mindset surrounding that POV on the value of marketing is what I think is the biggest risk that we as marketers really need to defend. Yeah, it, 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 it's so like, if, if we don't change the narrative, somebody else will change it for us. That's right. right. And, you know, as I said, AI gives us this unique opportunity to step up, step up strategically, lead digital transformation, develop the next generation of modern marketers, and then impact oh, yeah. the, work of the business, right? That next generation of modern marketers is so critical. Although there will be some roles that are obsoleted or are no longer needed because of AI, 
I think it is our responsibility as marketing leaders, not just to develop ourselves, but to develop our teams. Right. You know, this is modern marketing. We talked about ABM in the past mm -hmm. and predictive analytics in the past is modern marketing, right? This, this is, this is, is way, marketing. way, way beyond that. Yes. Right. And, and when we do that, right, we advance careers, mm -hmm. not just our careers at market, as marketing leaders, we advance careers of everybody on our team all the way into the boardroom. Mm -hmm. Right. So I, I, I think this is such an opportunity to reverse the thinking that AI is all about productivity and efficiency, that you can reduce headcount, could do some of that. Right. It, it will happen. But new roles will crop up. You, new roles will emerge, just like Coca-Cola has a new head of generative AI. Right. right. That is a prime example of modern marketing. Mm -hmm. When you have a, a head of, of AI that is driving, you know, a lot of initiatives within marketing. So um, I, I think this is less about, um, you know, removing headcount. It's mm -hmm. more about modernizing marketing. And the I agree. I mean, think about some of the first data scientist roles that were added to either sales or marketing teams. I mean, that in, you know, at its time felt so like, wow, we're, we're really moving along and look at where that has moved. Yes. I mean, it truly is amazing. Lisa, you have just incredible insights all the time. I have loved our conversation today. Any final words of advice um, for our marketers listening in? Think big. Yeah. <laughs> Start now. Move fast. Embrace AI like no other and embrace it responsibly. Hmm. Um, that is my piece of advice. And I think this if this isn't um, career changing, it's it better be. <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah. And, and it better be career changing on the positive side. Right. right. And, you know, we can make an impact not just on business, but on humanity as a whole. Yeah, I love it. Thank you, Lisa, so much for your appearance on the Integrate and Ignite podcast. Thank you, Lori. Have a great day. This episode is complete. Head over to avocetcommunications.com for more ways to scale and grow your business. And be sure to tune in regularly for insights and motivation with host Lori Jones and her guests on the Integrate and Ignite Marketing Podcast.